I have the goosebumps hearing you talk about it because it really was one of the most amazing finish lines. Like you hear about this heartbreak hill at the end and how, you know, oh, the winners had to walk. And, and, and Amy and I were like, I felt amazing. Like I like a huge smile on my face. Like I felt so pun. Welcome to the Low Tide Boys, a swim run podcast. I'm Chip. Chris, and this is episode 153 of the show. It's December. It is. Most people probably already know that. And we're starting the first of three, quote unquote, year in review episodes to look back on what has been an epic year of swim running. Joining us this week to talk about their amazing year are our friends Tristan and Amy, aka Team Adorkable. If you haven't been following their exploits this year, well, no worries, because we have a recap of all their 2022 exploits. Absolutely. And in this conversation, we chat about their lofty goals that they set for themselves, their build up to Attila, the Swarm Run World Championship, what it's like to be Swarm Run celebrities, you know, how they were featured in this year's hype, hype film, Attila World Championship hype film by our friend Rasmus. 40 clocks in at a, a cool 43 minutes. Stout. It's a good watch. <laughs> it's a good watch. And so much more. So, I mean, the re- we always love to have Trista and Amy on. Um, they're everything that's great about Swarm Run, and we always look f- forward to continue to follow their exploits in the coming year, 2023. But it was so, so, so great to hear how they thought this year went. Yeah, you know, I think um, they've been doing Swarm Run longer than we have, and they've been one of our biggest supporters since the very beginning. Yes. So to kind of be on a very similar journey, I mean, we did all the same races this year, um, as we discovered in the first, I was recounted in the first five minutes of the episode, like, oh, yeah, we saw you here, here, here. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, we had the yeah. same schedule. So it, it was cool to kind of be on that journey. I mean, it was our first swimmer in world championship, same as theirs. We had the same fears and anxieties. So um, it was uh, it was just a great chat and I think a great way to start this sort of triplicate of, of year in review episodes. Absolutely. And if this is your first time hearing about the Adorkables, they're featured in several episodes, so go back and, and check those out if you want to hear their journey. We've talked to them a couple of years ago yeah. in February for Partners Month, uh, long before Atala was a glimmer in their eye. If you want to hear some <laughs> insights there, that could be cool. But yeah. until, no further ado on this one. No further ado. We're not so messing jump, around with we're, these. Get right into it. <laughs> Let's get to reviewing this year with Team Shit Show, or as you better, as you more know them team adorkable trista and amy shit show they're a shit show that's all i got <laughs> does Andrew's a shit show it's a shit show <laughs> shit show team shit show so kicking off our month of years Chipper and I came up with this like two minutes ago because December is all about a year in review. Reflecting. Reflecting. We have one of two two of our favorite people, one of our favorite teams, an incredible year. Welcome back to the show for the third time, the Adorkables, Tristan, Amy. How are you guys? We're doing, doing splendidly. Thanks for having us back, guys. Thanks Always such a treat to on. talk to. I love having you two on. Yeah. And we saw you a lot this year, which is great to see you at all the events. And so true to what we're trying to do with this show is year in review. I mean, you guys had an amazing year. So many experiences, highs, lows, everything. Like now it's been a couple months. Well, I guess a month since the season's ended. 
do you guys have have you guys already had enough time to kind of reflect on it and just kind of like sit around and just be like oh my god or you're still processing everything that happened I think I think as soon as I was done with um I think as soon as we got back from Sweden I was like that's it years over I'm done chipper problem yeah but um yeah I think I think it took a while for that to hit and I think that hit as soon as I realized, like, oh, shit, we still have two races left this year. Um, Which is fewer and- races than you wanted to have because you also wanted to do orcas. But That's true. Yeah. <laughs> really glad we missed orcas this year. Uh, but, yeah, it was a big year. It was. It feels like three years worth of year. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. It's almost it's over a thousand days if we uh, tallied all that up. But, uh, yeah. Go back, back, back. We started... I mean, Catalina. That was a long time ago. That's Catalina right. Camp. You know that that helps because I was thinking this year seems like it was really full of like races and events, but it really wasn't. It was just the you know the ones that we did. I, I feel like I guess were big, but I forgot about Catalina. Yeah, yeah. it was like the weight yeah. of it all. But also, yeah, I mean, I think for me the year started like the pressure of the year kind of started the second we found out. You know, swim run Christmas, whatever that <laughs> Thursday February. February. That was my birthday. Amy's birthday. Oh, nice. Super. So we we all found out and it was sort of the proverbial like, oh shit, like what now? Even though we had no idea what we were really getting ourselves into. (laughs) We just relied on everyone to tell us what kind of time. It sounded really scary, but it was even scarier, it turns out, than it sounded. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you all had a full, full race season. We had our little pseudo swim run, let's call it a fun Adventure Time camp in March, where when originally Catalina was going to happen, Chris was across the Pacific running the LA Marathon. And then right. Swarmer Lake James, which we saw you all there. Yep. Casco, again, Sweden, NC. I'm like, you? we can't get away from the adorkables. <laughs> we almost came out with California and did that one, like, Homegrown swim run, you guys. Oh yeah, did, the, the, the eight yeah. I would have, yeah. I would have forbidden you guys from coming. Like, you're not coming all this way for, unless we're gonna <laughs> do the course like three times. <laughs> Should have done that. It's true. Probably would have been good training. Yeah. How? Um. Now that you've had a few since September to reflect on on Attila and your experience there, and you were prominently featured in the 42 minute, 43 minute, uh, film that Attila put out. Um, how, yeah, how, and that was, that was a feeling? surprise. How we are didn't, you feeling we about didn't really... champs, world champs? Yeah, uh, that was a lot. We didn't, we weren't really expecting any of that. Um, you know, Rasmus had hit us up like a couple week or week or two before we got out there saying, hey, you know, do, would you want to be filmed some? And we really didn't even know what that entailed and what it would, you know, what would come of it mm-hmm. until. I mean, when Rasmus asks you that question, you're just automatically like, yes. And then yeah. here you can ask what that means. But, you know. <laughs> it's like, yes, what am I agreeing to? <laughs> we'll sign right here and then you can tell us what that means. <laughs> On one hand, it was a lot. It was a lot like, oh, God, you know, I feel like it's like this additional pressure of something that's like already so big on our minds, you know. Mm-hmm. But also it, it turned out to be a really nice distraction, oh. you know. Yeah. Um, with the cameras there and like figuring out, like, I don't know, like what, what to talk about, what they're going to ask us. I felt like it was a distraction of like, oh shit, like this is really happening. Like we're here to do a race. <laughs> well, during the race too. So, you know, we would, we were 
back of the pack. And so we were very alone the whole time. And all of a sudden, in the middle of nowhere, we just come across Edward. And we're like, hello, we've missed human contact other than each other. We're getting a little tired of each other, frankly. It's been a while. (laughs) Yeah. And then when Otto found us, it was like, I mean, he just talked for 30 minutes straight. And it was awesome. We don't nice. have to do any talking to each other. So, <laughs> so you guys worked with the one and only Nicholas Ramirez, and we saw the work you guys were putting in. I mean, you showed up to that race as as prepared as I think Nico could have could have gotten you. Um, how did you think the training worked out? Like anything you would have done different in the build up, or what? What What are your thoughts as to like you know when you got to Sweden? How were you feeling from from all the work you did to get there? I mean, after we got there, we realized maybe we should have gotten to Sweden two months earlier because (laughs) training on the the course (laughs) made such a difference. You know, having a week of was was a complete game changer. So and getting to meet Nico in person and learning that he's just as sarcastic and and funny as as we believe we are. You are as our, yeah. as our self perception allows us. I, I think we learned more in, from Nico and in the like three days leading up to Worlds than we have really like all year. Like that was like a crash course and swim run. It really was. But even I think um, I think going into something like that, you just really have no idea what you're getting yourself into. I think until you get there. Um, even all of the podcasts that we listened to, all of the advice that was given, all of that stuff leading into the race. Like they talk about the rocks, they talk about the water. And like, it, I don't really think, I mean, it helped like preparing us, but what did help was when we were out there, it was like, Oh, this is what everyone was talking about. And I felt like, okay. In that moment, like, Oh yeah, this is supposed to be this way. Like that's what everyone was saying. You know, it's so, funny. It's funny you put it that it was, way because yeah. we chipper and I, we, we crashed a little, a little uh, swim run training when we were out there and, and Nico had us doing these loops. We've talked about it on our, on our race report and like running through the woods all weird. And I think at the time we were like, this is just ridiculous. Like what's going on. And it did really, we didn't understand until we started the race where it's like, Oh, that's what he was doing. Cause the entire thing is like this, but the entire race is running through the woods all weird. Yeah, exactly. Like up and down, left yeah. and right. Like, like, what is what's the method to this? This is clearly some sort of madness that he's he, doing. But he zigging clearly, and zagging. He clearly knew what he was doing. He, he clearly knew what he was doing, and I we did not. But but yeah, like as to the point Wild, as, to, right? as to like all of the advice that we got, all of our shows, like it was helpful up to a point for sure. But when someone tells you those first couple islands are treacherous, yes, you can understand that you know, sort of intellectually, but until your boots on the ground, you really don't get a sense of like, wow, I mean, it's something else. Yeah. Your, your perception of treacherous or whatever word uh, they're using to describe the rocks you have, like, you're like, oh, okay. Uh, maybe you have your reference point is, oh, Vale Island on the Casco Bay course. And that's sort of what you lock that, you know, I locked that in. I was like, okay, this is treacherous. It is certainly a treacherous part of that course. And that was something that we like navigated, but yeah, there's nothing like a in-person experience um, for sure yeah Yeah. and you you know you find yeah Vail Island and you run across Vail Island and you're done it's a very short part of the race but then you get there to Sweden and you realize the entire race is just you have to constantly be doing technical stuff you know not just the rocks but the roots and the trees and the everything so you never get to turn off your brain you never get to just zone out and then on the one time you do get to zone out it's terrible on orna (laughs) (laughs) 
you get a zone out of your head because you're zoning to your legs on how much they're being punished. (laughs) But I, I had the same, uh, same thing, Amy. I, I remember talking to Chris like a few days after I'm like, if you turned your brain off for some of those run segments, you would just run into a tree or a branch or a log. Like you had to be so just, there was so much energy on, on focusing on what you were doing. It's, um, is incredibly demanding beyond definitely what I what I had expected. Uh, right, sure. yeah, not just physically, but like mentally. And, mm-hmm. you know, even, you know, most time when you're running trails, like you can see a defined trail, you kind of know where to go and mm-hmm. you still are looking for flags because in case that trail splits. But a lot of times that course is literally, you're just flag to flag, you know? Mm-hmm. And just like like the mental taxation that puts on you, yeah, like you can never just like, <clears throat> you know, relax. I loved that Definitely. quote from Katie about like, when do they come out and groom the trails? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, every year, the first Monday of September is when the yeah. grooming happens. Bring out the trail Zamboni and clear that shit out. <laughs> Actually, that was really the only time the trails were groomed for us was, um, I, I can't do the weeds. It was like uh, yeah. so many oh, people yeah. before us in that right, race exactly. had gone and I'm like, you can actually see the trail is marked for us. Like yeah, that's one of our main yeah. recommendations: is come through late, and then you don't have to, you know, crash the grass. It's already a path has been made. I love it. I love it. The rocks are more wet that way too, you know. So we got a little more challenging, of course. Yeah, it was hard for us. <laughs> it was really hard for us. Yeah. You now, really earned it. Now, Amy, um, you know, Sherpa extraordinaire, like the 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 Sherpa of swim run, I think we can call Matt at this point. Like mm-hmm. he was out there. Um, I'm curious if you can sort of relate like kind of what his experience was being on the on the spectator boat and kind of seeing you guys out on the course. But also doing work because I saw him riding his ass all over. He was <laughs> all over sweet. The, yeah, he was he was putting some work <laughs> right. in too. Well, I think they, they dragged the uh, volunteer, not the volunteers, the uh, spectators around and the, they became volunteers. So anytime they get somewhere, they'd be like, you know, doing something and Matt's like, I'll help. So I think he probably ended up having just as tiring a day as we did and then completely schooled us on the last island where he jumped on a bike that we assumed he had stolen. Because where did he get a bike? Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> there were like a four of them leaned up somewhere and I, oh man, I second, I thought. Many of those bikes. Maybe I'll just grab one of these. Chris can ride the on the handlebars. Middle of the Swedish archipelago, and you run past a bike or a car, and you're like, "Okay, I'll take that." Wait, are we going back to like the 2000s where they had bikes on this course? Sure, like, yeah. are we to ride this now? <laughs> I hope they take. Uh, yeah, Matt was awesome pay. out there. Matt did a great job. He was awesome. Yeah, the only problem we had with Matt was when we, uh, spoiler, almost didn't make a two and a half minute time cutoff. Um, we saw Matt ahead. We were running for the aid station, running for the wherever the time cutoff was, and we saw Matt, and we're like, oh, God, we made it. He's right there, and we have plenty of time. Mm-hmm. And we got there, and he's like, you're doing great. Keep going. And we're like, oh, God, this isn't where the time cutoff is. Oh, no. <laughs> How much more did you have to go after It was after like that? another minute or something. Oh, okay. But when you're working in, you know, minute increments, that was a, that was a long minute. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we yeah. needed him. We thought he was going to be at the cutoff and, and we got to him and he wasn't the cutoff. We're like, oh shit. <laughs> and, and, and this is something that I really, um, I really liked about you too, is that you were very honest with yourselves about you, you were in great shape when you, when you showed up, but you knew you weren't going to be, yeah, no you, you knew you, yeah, yeah, you were chasing, you were kind of running from the cutoffs a little bit. How did you sort of maybe working with Nico or, or what did you kind of do to put yourself in the right 
mind mind space of, of that for such a, a long day. Yeah, you know, I think Amy and I both have done enough endurance events that like we, I think anyways, I don't know if I can speak for Amy, like I think everything we've signed up for, it's like, we believe we can do it. We believe we can finish, you know, maybe you have to have a lot of things line up for you to be good on that day. But we believe that we can do the workouts, we can do the training, and that we'll finish whatever we set out to do. But in this race, I really don't know if either one of us felt like 90% confident that we were actually going to be able to finish this within the cutoffs, because how can you know? Like, we know we can do the distance, you know, mm-hmm. and we know we can do the terrain, we know we can handle the swims and the runs and and the weather and everything else. But like, the timing, like we just, we just didn't know. Yeah. And that, for me, I think that was the hardest part. And so, yeah, we were under no delusions, you know, that it was going to be possibly like running from the cutoffs. We but- knew that the first two time cutoffs were aggressive. And so we actually looked at the numbers and tried to figure out this is how fast we'd have to run. This is how fast we'd have to swim. And that almost drove us crazy. We're like, we can't think like that. Like mm-hmm. we don't know what aggressive means on those first two islands. We don't know what technical means. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't try to, you know, we can't say, okay, we need to run at least a 13 minute mile for that first two time cutoffs. We don't know what we're going to, like, it what could be a 20 minute the only thing possible. And it's on in some kilometers. Of- yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think we, we tried not to overthink it. We just did yeah. what we could. And when we yeah. got out there, we did what we could. Well, and we I'll did. You, like as a spectator, I was pretty stressed out because when we crossed the finish line and we saw Marcus and um and Beak, you know, we was like any any we heard anything and they they said that they they knew that you guys had made the cutoff by like 3 minutes or something and I just got super stressed cuz I was like, "Oh my god, that's like that was a long time ago. This thing gets crazy." So I was yeah. I, I mean, I'll admit I was super stressed for you guys. So maybe I was just taking on all that all that stress you guys were deflecting. We appreciate but. that because as it turns out, we weren't stressed at all towards it. Yeah, I mean it's I mean it's it's a long time. Stripper mentioned it's a long time to kind of be on mentally. It's a long time to be to be sort of chasing cutoffs and I mean just just an amazing performance by you guys. I'm I'm super super happy for you and I think I'm curious you guys have done a lot of endurance stuff both together and separately. Where does this performance kind of rank in your sort of pantheon of feats of endurance? <laughs> well, it's I, the only tattoo that Amy has. Right. <laughs> There's your question answered. <laughs> yeah, I we actually talked about that a little bit during the race, like I think on Orna because we had nothing better to do. Um, and we spent days on Orna. <laughs> <laughs> Took up residence. I, you know, I was trying to compare it to other races, I'd, other kinds of races I've done. And I would say it was harder than an Ironman, but not as hard as a 100-mile run mm-hmm. um, is where I, I ranked it. Um, but I think that, you know, if I did a 100-mile run with someone by my side the entire time, I think it would be a lot easier. I think that having that partner makes such a difference in the race. Like, it just, it's, you can't compare yeah, and, and yeah. especially you two who are, are doing, and this seems to be sort of the trend with, with most or with some of the U.S. teams is because we have, if you're trying to qualify for a Tala, you end up having to do all your races together. You can't go and there's not enough. So um, you two have done a tremendous, a, a lot of high number of races together. So you have a lot of those, you know, Amy's been in the low part and Trista has to pull her out vice versa. The shoe's been on the other foot probably 50 times each just the same way same with chris and i so having those that sort of book of 
hey, we've done hard things and we've gotten through hard things before and to and to keep going keep going is just uh you can't understate that i think uh having that that good being a good um ability to rely on your on your partner to to bring you out of a a, a poor time that you're having and knowing what drives them what will motivate yeah. them what what they need when they're down you know yeah yeah, yeah like imagine partnering with a new person and being like i don't know you're doing terrible or great. I don't know. What what helps you? <laughs> Am I talking too much? Are you ta- talking enough? <laughs> well, yeah, no, like I Amy's learned. A, you know, for, no, sorry. But Amy's learned for me, you know, I'm, I always dread the long run and whatever swim run, if there's a long run in the middle, that's the part I dread. It's like <laughs> mentally just psychs me out and I build it up in my head and I hate it. So now Amy's learned that she tells me that's going to be the worst part of the race and it's going to be, you know, terrible and it's going to suck. And I'm always like, Oh, Amy, it's not going to be that bad. (laughs) (laughs) And then suddenly it's better. We're (laughs) working out there and she's like, how much more do we have? And if the answer is like three miles, I have to tell her it's like five and then she'll feel good about it. And then it'll only be three. (laughs) That happened to us on Orna. And we, the sign said like one KM to church is basically weird to make out. And I was like, Oh, I can, I can put in one K of running right here. <laughs> I can do it because I know the aid station is right there. I can I can make it to get that pickle juice that I ended up having. Pickle um, juice, you know. So so I we both read your your race report, which was over multiple days, which I found a little annoying. I wish you would have just spent the eight hours to write that whole thing in one, so I didn't have to wait. Five thousand words. Novella. Congratulations um, for making it through the race report, by the way. Hey, yeah. Well, I have a, I have to ask a follow up question for something that happened because. You know, we are a couple 12-year-olds that host this show, but you guys had a poop experience. And if I remember correctly, (laughs) this is the first time where it's been like, you know. A problem? Where it's been a thing you had to deal with? No, no, no. No? No. Okay, Okay, well. Damn it. I thought this was going to be about Amy. (laughs) Trista's super happy because previously only Trista had a poop story. Ah, and uh, we don't care. I don't care that Trista had to poop. The funny part of Trista's poop story is that it was during Casco Bay and it was on the last island. So of like 2018 or something. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't this year. It was literally like 300 meters from the finish line. <laughs> well, that's in fairness, that's where you would not want to have some sort of spectacular blowout or, or something. <laughs> yeah, unless you're winning the race. Yeah. And that's what you need to do to win it. She won, but she had to shit herself. It's fine. <laughs> no. She won. Oh, look at that. Yes. We are not that dedicated or serious of athletes. I had to stop during world champs and I had to poop. And if I had spent three more minutes pooping, we would have missed the time cutoff and and DNF'd. Well, praise your high fiber diet for that one. And you just kind of like went into the woods or was there a porta potty? Like, you're getting in there. The people want to know. Did you save it for the poop swim? (laughs) That would have been the ideal spot. Yeah, just add to it. Add to the poop. Apparently, everyone that went through before us did. So. Um, so it was one of those situations where I was like, okay, I kind of need to poop, but I really don't want to like, seriously, this is ridiculous. Um, and I kept running and I kept running and it went away for a while and I'm like, yay. And then I was like, where did it go? Cause there's always that concern. Like, seriously, if you don't have to poop anymore, where did it go? Um, but then it's way back up. Yeah. (laughs) But then it came back and I was like, okay, I have to do something about this. And finally I'm like, Tristan, when she was saying that initially that she had to go, we were like, it was like desolate. It was in the middle of nowhere, you know, it's like no houses around. We were literally in the middle of a forest with no one around. So I waited until we were like in the middle of a, you know, 
neighborhood, basically, as much as there was in any of those islands. And I'm like, okay, I really need to poop. Uh, okay, there's a house, there's a house, there's a house, there's a house. There's some people out in their yard. Uh, mm. So I had to wait, I don't know, like another five minutes before I could actually find a place that was barren enough that I could duck off into the trees. Yeah. And, you know, it's not something you ever practice. Like you don't practice what you have to do to poop as fast as possible yeah. while wearing all your gear. So I handed Trista yeah. my um, my buoy. So I took that off from around my waist and gave it to her and went out there and started to cab down. Untethered. I was still wearing my race belt. You can't get past the race belt while wearing, you know, you can't take your wetsuit down while wearing the, and so that was, you know, kids, if you have to poop during a race, make sure you hand off the race belt as as well as the buoy (laughs) is what I learned. Yeah. Smart. And and now we have in our training peaks plans, like how to poop faster and better. (laughs) Nika was not happy with our poop performance. Oh, oh, it was. uh, Doesn't mean that I had to poop. Just that it took me as long as it did. Well, yeah, I know. Amy like narrowed it down. She looked at the Garmin and found exactly how many minutes it took her to poop, so that you know. What zone were you in? (laughs) It was like zone seven. You'd think it'd be zone number two. Above. Ah. Nice. Nice. Be here all week. Thank you. It's a 12-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but yeah, luckily, it didn't. she didn't take long, any longer because, yeah, that yeah. was before the, the first cutoff. And right, that would have yeah. been a sad way to DNF. <laughs> it was after the, that was after the first cutoff before the second cutoff. Before the second. Yep. Yeah. Down to the wire. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that would that would you would have had some explaining to do for sure. Uh-huh. And actually, that's the thing I wanted to say for all you people at the back of the pack. We heard that the first two cutoffs were aggressive. And after that, you probably were going to be a little more okay. And we found that absolutely to be true. So we had nice. three minutes for time cutoff two. We had 30 minutes for time cutoff one, three minutes for time cutoff two. And after that, we consistently I had had like 30 minutes for each time cutoff. Yeah. So yes. once we made it past that second one, we had some. So time that's to- that's a shout out to Anna Lundberg yes. who gave us that pro tip. That's a great tip. Way back. Thank mm-hmm. you, Anna. Yes, yeah. thank you, Anna. Did and and the not that you could pace faster on any of those first islands or anything, but was that something you were trying to do? Is like let's get those first two cutoffs kind of ticked yeah. off, but I think, not. I think we don't want to go strategy- too far into the into the red zone or burn any matches doing that. Right. Yeah. I think our strategy was like, we're just going to go our pace. Um, We're going to be smart, right? We didn't want to push the pace too much and then end up getting hurt. But we did try to minimize, you know, water stops, aid stations in in and out. Like, you know, if if we're messing with gear, we're walking at least while we're doing that, you know, just to to continue moving forward. But we weren't pushing the pace by any means trying to until the end when we were doing the funky metric math. Like we've got 4K and 35 minutes and what's the math on that and how much, you know, and then it was like, okay, an all out sprint. And, and by, by all out sprint, sprint, she means like an 11, 11 minute mile. <laughs> hey, that's a sprint at the time. That was a sprint that you had in you. So that's what you gave. Yeah, that was probably really the only match we burned was, you know, if we were, if we had to have burned to match, it was the last, you know, two minutes before that cutoff. Like when we saw Matt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which and, is a little unnerving, knowing that you still have, you know, three quarters of the race to go and you're pushing outside of your comfort zone. And, you know, what happens after we make the time cut off? Are we just going to be deceased? <laughs> what does what does Matt Dixon call it when you do something really stupid? It's like catastrophic. What oh. does he call it? Catastrophic failure. Yeah, catastrophic failure. Or Yeah, it's like, it's like oh, if you uh, go out too hot, you're just 
heading to catastrophic failure or something like that is like, oh, okay, Matt Dixon. I mean, um, it was either, you know, not make the cutoff and you have to stop or it was like, you know, burn the match and then you get sure. to keep going. <laughs> for sure. So. Now, you know, you get to the finish line. We're all super stoked. We're all screaming. Everyone's screaming. Who's not screaming? Dude, and you still have the the wherewithal to do a little finish line jig as <laughs> as you're known to do at this point you just have to do it every time there's, there's a no, lot yeah, of pressure you, at this point <laughs> like how was there at any point where you're like you know what let's just screw this let's cross the finish line or is it you spent the orna like choreographing what you're gonna do <laughs> there was never a thought of like i don't i just want to walk across the finish line like a normal person <laughs> it was a little <laughs> It was a little scary because we picked something that we thought looked pretty. It didn't look as impressive at the actual finish line because none of our body parts worked. Um, <laughs> we picked something that requires a fair number of functional body parts. And so we got there and we're like, "Uh oh, well, we're just going to go for it. Also, we'd only practiced the day before, so we didn't have a lot of muscle memory built up for that one. So uh, <laughs> it could have yeah, gone I- either way. <laughs> when I saw that happening, I'm like, I'm not sure I can put my body in those type of positions right now, let alone at the very end of the race. Like, we also, we weren't, we weren't sure. sure about yeah. Not <laughs> the race goal, well, we would have finished, but we threw our backs out like two, two, two meters from the finish. But I mean, roll across the finish line at that point. <laughs> you, they, they captured some of it in the, in the video, but the, the sort of the energy around you two being on Uta and heading up, this was being communicated. We had gotten word from somewhere else and the energy just started building up because you were one of the, the last few sort of finishers to come in, but all the U S crew was there and the Envil blue, blue army and yeah. blue, blue wave. What is Matt? It? Matt was sprinting up the hill. Like he's in the fucking tour de France. Just going yeah, for he it. was going for it. Like he, we need him in a devil costume. The, the, he could be the devil guy going up next time. But no, for the future. It was uh, just, you guys, I have the goosebumps that had carrying you talk about it. Cause it really was one of the most amazing finish lines. Like, you hear about this heartbreak hill at the end and how, you know, oh, the winners had to walk and, you know, well, maybe not the winners, you go max, but, um, and, and Amy and I were like, I felt amazing. Like I, like a huge smile on my face. Like I felt so pumped and I love the video like of you guys saying, we know that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a little elf. <laughs> Santa, Santa, I know him. The, like, yeah, but the energy, it was, the energy was so great and, and being there to cheer you on was, I mean, definitely the highlight of, of wow. one of the highlights of my year for sure is like being able to see you two kind of complete this and everyone there was, was just great. And then the your your performance at the end, and then sort of the embrace with the Attila family, um, Michael and and everyone there was 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 just great. And then I'm like, now we can really get the party started here. That's the thing. I'm so happy that I mean it's a long day out there for everyone. Yeah, it took us 13 and almost a half hours, but you know some people were done much quicker than that, and they stayed around at the end and still, like, came out to, to cheer us Fair. on. It was, it was an island. There was nowhere. But they couldn't have left. It's true. <laughs> they could have left. They could have been taking naps. Yeah. <laughs> As we approached the line, I was like, Trista, this is not, you know, this is going to be a hug PR for us. What's it's going to happen? What's going to happen when we cross <laughs> the hug PR? And it was, like, just so many people. So many hugs. All the hugs. Tons of hugs. <laughs> yeah. I felt a little bad because, like, you know, Michael Lemmel hugged us. And I'm like, oh, we're so disgusting. But then I learned that he had pissed himself earlier. And so he was disgusting, too. And so I felt better about the whole situation. Allegedly. 
I think it's allegedly. I think he, I think he made it in time, but it was close. It's yeah. always to the rumors, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You don't the high priest of form hey, myself too, you know. So. <laughs> and then um, we uh, we got to join you you two at uh, Swarm Run in C after which we had never done before. And, yeah. you know, I think going into it, we were like, oh, yeah, we're excited to do it. It's the last year. But the the sort of um, Just the, the logistics of the race was like, oh, you know, this will be interesting. But what a, I was wildly happy and surprised with how fun that race was and how good of a time Swarm Run NC was. And you, you all had done it multiple times I before. Mean, I mean, we guess, told you. Said earlier. <laughs> then it's a surprise. Yeah. We weren't keeping it a secret. <laughs> But that race yeah, yeah. doesn't help you guys like, oh, do every race. It's like, well, <laughs> yeah, we, we already that. have every race on the list. <laughs> it's hard to choose a favorite. I love that race. That race is always so fun. It's just the atmosphere around it. It absolutely does not play to our strengths, personally, for Amy and I, with the, you know, the running elevation and, and the running. Yeah. I mean, with the, sh- with the, sh- it doesn't have enough swimming for us, you know? Um, and the runs that it does have, it's technical and a lot to elevation, which yeah. again, um, you know, so, but it's such a great race and it is a lot of fun. And it always is such a, like a fun way to end the season. Although that didn't end for us this year. We had one more race after. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, so we're NC again, we we're kind of kidding. We thought it was going to be the last race. So honestly, if we knew it wasn't going to be the last race, we might have skipped it just because. Yep. Um, like it was just so much, you know, yeah, we so were much feeling, going on. feeling it for sure. I think. But, uh, but so happy we did it. And, yes. you know, I guess it's not a spoiler, but it's coming, it's basically taking a year off and then it's coming back in 2024. So we would highly recommend people check that out. It's a cool area, kind of middle of nowhere. And then, uh, yeah, super fun. Mm-hmm. What, Amy? Waterfalls. Waterfalls. And <laughs> the, the Vista getting out and you're like oh stop for the pitcher which i really appreciated that they did that they just made everyone <laughs> stop that way there's no oh well, so this team didn't stop for the pitcher and we did and we lost by three you know there was none of that stuff but when we got out and it like just opened up i looked at chris i was like whoa i didn't know all this i didn't know it was like this high up here and look at totally, all we've been yeah, climbing climbing up you're like looking down just trying not to trip on i'm, I'm trying to count these 400 steps and i don't know who's doing <laughs> math on those yeah but it's like is this a step because this just looks like a little piece of dirt anyway but yeah, but you come up on this clearing, you're like, oh shit! It was an incredible, incredible view up there, yeah, and uh, really up there. especially that time of year in the fall with all the color changes and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about this at the race, but uh, I think the person who had the most fun was Herbert. <laughs> I, I think he puts it on because he just has it's it's so obvious. He just has he just has such a blast seeing yeah. everyone do the race, finishing their energy. It just like fuels them. I think that's why one of the reasons why they needed a year off is because he puts so much into it. You mm-hmm. know, he really does put so much of himself yeah. into the race. So I can see why, you know, they need a break. Yeah. Absolutely. Speaking of breaks, we're in the off season right now. <laughs> we sure as hell are. You're going to say, speaking of breaks, <laughs> take a year off from the show. I'm like, what? We haven't talked about this. <laughs> is this how you find out? <laughs> <laughs> that would be really something. Um, yeah, what any anything you all are, are focused on this off season? I know Chris and I are kicking around a few different like uh, projects that we're each interested in doing for, to performance related. Myself, I'm looking to get a little bit stronger and 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 take on uh, Orno. I'm not going to have it 
break me this this time around <laughs> next year. I feel like that's always one of my goals is strength. I feel like I never get enough strength training in during the regular season. So that's always like a goal of mine, something that I have. But also this year, more than ever, I'm just like, I truly want like some downtime, like some just off. Like I was telling Nico, you can put some workouts in the calendar, but like I may or may not do them. I just want to do something totally different and not even swimming or running, just something active, move my body. And maybe it's, you know, Amy and I joined um, Orange Theory Fitness. That's oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> been doing that because just something completely different, you know? Nice. Turns out rowing is not a thing that happens to me naturally. <laughs> <laughs> Well, rowing correctly, I mean, it's its like anything. It's oh, I didn't say rowing correctly. I haven't even tried that. I'm just trying to row it all. <laughs> one. It's a lot like swimming, though, and then they have treadmills. So I'm like, I, I'm not really doing a lot that different from swimming and running. <laughs> Fail. Yeah, I've mostly been swimming and running still, but how, like at whatever pace I want, whenever I want, how, whatever distance I want, just being released from you know, speed work and obligation, yeah. even if I'm still doing the exact same things, I feel like <laughs> <in> my terms. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like untethered. Exactly. Mm. Chris, you're on it today. I know. I really, I'm really on it. Um, yeah. I, I feel very kind of similar with, with you all there. We're, we're sort of in the, in the same place of where, um, yeah, we let's, let's do something else for now. This was our first second year of being, swim runners and only doing swim run events with the exception here and there of some, some randomness. But, um, was it the same for you all did in 20, uh, 21, did you all have any triathlons or trail runs yet? Mm-hmm. Amy had a 50 mile or something, I think. No, 50 K. We both did a 50 K last okay. year. But I think that was all towards like, you know, in the, in the heart, like spirit of swim run, I think. Right. I yeah. think we've been yeah, the time really training for swim, swim run. run. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny this year, I feel like it wasn't so much just the, the training, you know, I mean, yeah, like I'm physically tired, but it's just, you know, having families and having to prioritize stuff and working around schedules and all of that. It's that responsibility that I want to like take a break from, you know, it's the, mm-hmm. the like, Oh, like, oh shit, we have to do this workout because if we don't, we might fail world champs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like just letting go of that and um, just kind of like, I don't know, backing off the the prioritization of training just a little bit is really nice. And I'm really, really needing that. This, this I mean, That's a really good way to think about it. I feel like, especially something like worlds. I mean, it's such a big thing. It's on a pedestal. It's, you know, it's going to be hard. You know, it's going to be a huge feat. <clears throat> like, you know, it's, it's it's hard to, to keep that focus for that long. And, hey, we're not pros. These are, these are hobbies, and they should be sort of enhancing our lives. <laughs> and when it starts feeling like a job, I'm sorry, I already have a job. Like, I don't need two of them, um, or three if you count the podcast. Um, it's like, you know, it's like if you're not having fun, it's a good time to back away and sort of reevaluate and give yourself, like, some space. To, yeah, it's yeah. super healthy so, feeling. And, you know, we, we talk about this a lot being a team sport. Like you always feel like you don't ever want to let your partner down. And wow, that was like super magnified this year because the the long, hard stuff that we've done before has always been, you know, like solo. Right. And so this time, mm-hmm. though, it was like I have the added pressure of like I can't let Amy down. You know, she's expecting me to do this work. So not only am I putting the pressure on myself this time around, it's also like 
Jeez, Amy, quit pressuring me. The me inside of your head is a real bitch. You are a bitch. Wow. (laughs) You just got to stop letting her in there. (laughs) She's not like that. (laughs) That's the great thing about Amy and I. She's like, oh, you missed a workout. I don't care. It's fine. Pick it up tomorrow. (laughs) We're not going to fail world champs because of this. Yeah. Yeah, And and that's sort of where I, I mean, Honestly, if there, if your relationship and your yeah, if your relationship with your partner wasn't that way, I it would be a hell of a time getting through a nine month, eight month, whatever month build into this world champ, stressing and and looking at Strava and be like, oh, Kristen, he mispaced or he he shaved off two hundred on a swim here or there. That's just that would um, my head would explode with all that sort of uh, nonsense. You have yeah. to be aligned with your partner and the totally. goals that you have. And yeah, I'm yeah, going to get a sure. tattoo, so I won't be able to swim for like six months or something. <laughs> I know. No. I'm like, I guess I'm leading swim. Well, we had a conversation about it. We talk did about, yeah. talk about teamwork. It's like, hey, I've been waiting three and a half years to get this thing done, and my numbers come up. It's like I'm not going to be able to do a lot of swimming. It's like I can start it later. I can start it now. It's going to take forever. And you know, Chipper was just like, do it. So. Just to be clear, I wasn't calling you out, Chris. I was calling Trista out. She two oh, different two sessions. That's right. That's right. We're both getting awesome tattoos. Though. Oh, yeah. anyway, I felt yeah. seen. So, <laughs> look, that was all you that you. <laughs> okay, so- Amy's like, no, please stay out of the pool. I would like for you to be a slower. Swimmer. Exactly. I need you to get slower on the swim, so I don't have to work so hard behind you trying to stay in your draft. <laughs> There you go. Question for you guys. So what would you, what are you going to do differently next year? What did you learn this year and you'll do differently trading for Wells next year? Yeah, I think, I mean, we've, we've obviously thought about this a ton and we've talked about it with our coach and everything. And I feel like for us, it would have been interesting to try out a couple of over endurance run days, maybe Mm. in the six weeks leading up. So maybe like a, three or four hour trail run like a 50k or something like that and have a little bit more of the the endurance trail legs i feel is is kind of at least at least for me is is what i feel yeah Yeah, or like like another way to put that more of like an ultra runner base rather than like uh you know swimming thirty thousand yards a week base i mean that's helpful too but like Mm -hmm. uh you know and this is something that i was chatting with uh, bill langford about when we were all in austin it's just you know, when we talk about Orna, it's like, oh, yeah, that's just like the long run that's, uh, you know, towards the end of the race. I mean, that it's its its own test in this huge quest that you're yeah. on. And great. Sure. You can run 12, 11 miles. No problem. Can you do it after all the shit you've been through? Because that's a different thing. You know, eight it's hours. Like, it's kind of like Iron Man where it's like, yeah, the way I would explain to people is like, yep, you do a long swim. You do a super long bike ride. Then you start a marathon in the afternoon without having a proper lunch. <laughs> that's the experience you know have fun with it um and it's like yeah i mean it, it was it was just a beast and i think like preparing specifically to be good on that area requires you having sort of the feet and the the running base i think to to be able to manage it and you see a lot of people doing like like uh saba um sabina rapelli mm-hmm. like they were doing like back-to-back 50ks over a couple weekends like maybe a month out of the race i think <clears throat> Um, and we, we were just doing super long swim runs. Yeah. But, but yeah, also everyone's having a hard time on that island. So, that's true. <laughs> you know, there's um, quite a few, a few times leading into worlds, we had like seven or eight hour runs. Like, yeah, just go out. Like, you know, yeah. I would go run the AT 
like a like a 50k solo 50k on the at or something and it was like the longer the better like nico was always like i don't care about your pace on those long days just you know Mm -hmm. kind of time on feet yeah that's probably that's probably where we could have benefited i think when when, when, pretty much when we reached orna and i got out of the swim and i'm like is this orna and everyone's like yep i'm like okay let's do it and then my legs were like nope (laughs) like nope this ain't happening at all my feet, my dogs are barking. <clears throat> but um, one thing I would have not changed is the swim base and the swim fitness that we had. I think that race, obviously, we were treated to a magical day on mm-hmm. on the ocean. And there was nary a, a wave to be seen, really. But I think having the fitness and the confidence, I guess, on all these swims are a, a quote-unquote a non-issue for us. Like, we know we can get through this even if it is has more chop or a little bit colder, we know we can we can get through this. Uh, mm-hmm. That was one piece that was really just like a maybe just a in confidence injection in the arm um, for Agreed us. That I really like we never we repeat. never worried about the swim. That yeah. wasn't even on our like radar of things to worry about, and it was never an issue. Like I barely remember the swims because they were just they were great. Yeah, I mean, and, I was my my biggest concern going into it was the cold. You know, well before we mm-hmm. knew it was going to be warm race right mm-hmm. yeah um it was the cold i was terrified all you know summer like how are we training in 100 degree weather and then going to be prepared going into these you know like 50 something swims and so it turned out to be a non-issue right. thankfully mm-hmm. yeah but, it's like it's already a dare to be great situation but like how great do you, you know like how much greatness at least do you have keep it within reason you know <laughs> yeah so yeah luckily that those turned out to be non-issues because obviously we had some issues with the run that was a lot harder Mentally and physically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I joke I, I, before going over there again, me, just my mental state was um, I'm going over to Sweden to do a half marathon on Orna. <laughs> <laughs> and then like everything else was like second to that. Like that was my main thing. Just get through Orna. Like you can survive that half marathon or whatever it was on Orna and you can have fun with a swimmer on either side of it. That 10, 10 11, you know, for, 12, 13 mile run, whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was like, my, my thinking was like, hey, if we get to Orna, we're home free, more or less. I'm re- I'm re- I'm re- I'm re- rephrasing that going forward as like, you get to the end of Orna, yeah, the other yeah. side of Orna. <laughs> so I mean, I even that little subtle shift. I'm like, I'm like Orna, great. We can sort of take take down the you know the temperature a little bit, but no, it's like you really have to. I mean, mm-hmm. it's 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 a, it's a struggle. That island is is no joke. So you guys are for sure going back then if you are selected. That's kind of what we're thinking. Like if we, if we recall, it looks, it's looking, it's looking okay so far in terms of the rankings. I mean, I know a bunch of people probably haven't put their stuff in, but it looks like we'll be able to requalify. And we're just thinking it's like, Hey, we, we don't want to start some streak where we're doing this like 10 years in a row or something like that. Andy Hewitt (sighs) has that. He can keep it. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think doing it twice while we have the fitness and sort of the, you know, the I piss. Guess like the, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say sort of like the like the temperament or aptitude yeah. to, to go out there. But, yeah, we, we, we have the piss for it. Um, <laughs> it makes sense to just go back. Yeah, do it well. The appetite is there. So you'll do late James and Casco in prep for a point. <laughs> so we or, haven't. Uh, I, I mean, point, those points won't count. It'll be too late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Worlds is the only kind of penciled thing we have on the entire calendar as of right now. Um but yeah, I mean, we we're we're doing our own reflecting this year, and and 
yeah, you we'll did all the races. show about this stuff. <laughs> yeah. so. <laughs> so what we've got to say, we can't spoil the fireside the chat. We're just going to interview you. It was unofficial. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah. I, we, did it. it was a we long, did a really long year for us. Yeah. A lot of travel, a lot of trips to the East Coast and back. Um, it it was just a lot. And I think we're, we're both kind of looking forward to doing a little bit less in t- totality of races. But okay, but what about like we just learned thing. about those two bend swim runs? What is that? <sighs> yeah, <mean>? I know. <laughs> See, curveball, life comes at you fast. As long yeah. as you mentioned something like that. <laughs> My thing is like, hey, if it's on our West Coast and it's like, you know, an it's hour just an and a half hour flight, flight or something. Yeah. I mean, I'm, hey, if we're trying to help grow this thing, it helps. It means supporting new events. And, you know, this is the Ben racing people. They, they seem to know what they're doing. But, you know, yeah. if they reach out and they want you know, our advice will happily give it or whatever. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to push to do those races. <laughs> yeah. Later. I think, Same. you know, not right now. <laughs> right. Fireside chat. Not right now. <laughs> Fireside chat. Save it. Save it. How about, how about you guys? Well, we what, did, what do you, what are you thinking? Yeah, what's on the year? calendar we, for the Dorkle yeah, Place? Rock man. Oh, we did something really stupid in our post season <laughs> haze. Um, we signed up for Florida, the new swim run in Florida. Coastal oh, yes. Dunes. Mm-hmm. We signed up for long course because that's what you do. Right? Oh, yeah, of course. You're going to go all that way from <laughs> well, Atlanta. We signed up for long course before we even looked at the course. <laughs> I like that it's pretty long, too. It is like yeah. I was expecting it to be Mackinac Austin, you know, grade, <laughs> and it's not. It's it's 23 miles of running, seven yeah. days of swimming, I think. Yeah, so nice. off season just got a bit shorter. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> So yeah, we'll start off next year with Florida and then Lake James and then probably Bend, (laughs) one of the the new one in May. Mm -hmm. And then what else, Amy? We've got Casco. Sounds like you're re-qualifying for your airline status already. (laughs) (laughs) Not world champs. Amy put a big veto on that. Um, We can't do both that. We can't do both. (laughs) We're we're going to go to Marcus and Beak. Yeah, and Rockman, this has been something that's been, you know, in the works. So this is like yeah. three years kind of in the it's making. You know, after our very first swim run at Lake James in 2018, mm-hmm. I yeah did a Rockman proposal to Amy. Like that was like, we were hooked. It was it. We were going to Rockman. Like wow. I, uh, yeah, literally like I wrote out Rockman and big rocks and like, like put my little <laughs> tiny buoy there. I'll send you the picture. It's really cute. And then four years later, yeah, we still... Yeah. So we went. Sounds, didn't, yeah, sounds adorable. We didn't feel capable. We wanted a little more time under our belt, so we didn't do it the next year. No, that's not true. We didn't do it because you had a bike trip planned to Europe. Oh, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, she wasn't <laughs> capable to swim run. She was only capable to bike. Yeah, she was going to be in the Dolomites or something. <laughs> Domestic. So, so the first year that we could have done it, we didn't, and then pandemic, and then pandemic, and then world champs, and so. Mm-hmm. We're really, really hoping to do it this time. This we're, our year. we're committed. Yeah. We yeah. got nice. we got Alex the Brit to join us. Uh, so oh, nice. Spoiler. Is he going to get yeah. a partner? I don't know. Partner? He didn't mention anything about that. Yeah. He'll, probably not. Yeah. Maybe we should put him and Katie together. <laughs> <laughs> Here she's looking. <laughs> Or I don't. I'm not. I don't want to step on Nico's matchmaking toes. I'll just say <laughs> <True>. that. <laughs> we 
we got enough stuff to worry about instead of mat- matchmaking people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a pretty good year. And then Swimmer and NC, well, not NC, but uh, Austin again or, or something. I mean, Close it yeah, out. Austin, unless- Austin's always like a no-brainer because, you know, that's yeah. our hometown. I mean, Amy still lives there, but, you know, it's mm-hmm. hometown for me. So that's one that we, I think that we'll definitely, we haven't really talked about it, but I think assume if dates work out, then yeah, we're there for sure. Yeah. Such a, I mean, we've, you know, we've done it three years in a row and it's like such a great way to end the season. It's it's like yeah. it's sort of like the end of the year party. Swimming yeah, the it's just a big sort of. happy time. And this year the turnout was... You should make it like official. Like let's do like a party, like an end of year swim run party there. Yeah. You know what? If we weren't always trying to jam out, but maybe we do the party the night before and then just ruin yeah. everyone's Hangover race. race. <laughs> Absolutely. It might help people be slow at the start finally. Yeah. Damn. People were That's never going to happen, Chris. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <sighs> well, you know, we're super proud of you guys. We think you guys had an amazing year, and we're so great that we're able to at least have front row seats to to all these feats. Um, so, thank you guys for sharing your your sort of year in review with us, and and congrats. Well, we had a lot of fun being with you at all the races this last year. So we're not done trying to convince you to do Rockman. You can, (laughs) you can say no all you want, but we're going to keep trying for Rockman 2023. Did you buy a Stairmaster already? (laughs) I'm going to live in my cold punch hole. (laughs) (laughs) I saw Amy, or uh, sorry, Trista bought a, a big horse trough that she put a bunch of ice in. Amy, what uh, what stuff are you cooking up over there? I am not as affected by cold, so I'm just going to brashly and confidently say that I'm going to be fine, and then I'll probably end up being the problem. <laughs> and we can look back I'll on this, this moment. I'll mark this clip. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is going to live forever on uh, on the internet, so we'll, we'll refer back to it, see if it works out. But it's thank fine. you guys so much for taking the time. Appreciate you. Love you. Have a great holiday, and uh, we'll you. see you out there. Happy holidays yeah. to thank you, guys. boys. Bye. 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 Well, that's it for this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a review since that's the best way to help other people discover the show and the support of Swim Run. Sign up for a newsletter at lowtideboys.com. That's boys with a Z. And check out our meme page at the Low Tide Boys on Instagram. If you have any suggestions for the show or questions for us, send us a DM or an email at lowtideboys at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Riding Easy Records for our show music and, of course, our wives for their support and tolerance of all our swim run activities, podcast, and other stuff. Yeah, other stuff. Other way stuff. To, way to keep it PG. Finally, you can support our efforts on Patreon. Until next time, get out there and go for a swim. Go for a run. Then another swim. Then another run. And then another swim. And then another run. And then just keep going. Until you're done. Until you're done. Or maybe can't stop stop. all stuff. (laughs) 